Coming up. It's more than just being a gay and a non-gay. It's like you're an alien to me. I won't be going down on Dan in today's episode. I went to my first fully gay wedding. And also, you got bummed. A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. They're like a lovely little couple, except they're not. We've got a documentary coming out quite soon. We're very excited about it. The other day we were doing the voiceover for this documentary. Here's a sneak preview. Like that. Yeah, or mm. going down on Dan. Oh, sorry, what? <laughs> Wahey! That's edited. In real life, that was like 10, 15 minutes of stress. And everyone was like, oh yeah, good one, Dan. And then followed immediately by, can you please stop laughing? I didn't cause this. Our producer, Heather, is the person that said this. Yeah, or mm. going down on Dan. And everybody, everybody found it funny. Yeah, for like a minute. <laughs> but you found it funny for like 15 minutes. Yeah, because it was funny. Yeah, but it's not 15 minutes funny, is no, it? It is. No, it it's is, not. It it's just such a child. I can't stop once I've started. Right. So just don't start. Well, I won't. I then had to say this line. James is always putting me in uncomfortable positions. Which isn't actually true, by the way. Is it not? Am I putting you in uncomfortable positions? I don't know. But I, I mean, we didn't question it. We just, we just right. it. We only had an hour. I didn't have time to mess around. Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. Hey, welcome to A Gay and a Non-Gay with me, Dan Hudson, and him, James Barr. You can follow us everywhere. We are at Gay Non-Gay. There was another thing that uh, Dan didn't want to say when doing this voiceover, which I wanted to pick up on, actually. The script was like, James is quite an open-minded person, and you wanted to change it to, you would think James is quite an <laughs> open-minded person. Do you not think I'm open-minded? Uh, I think, like, socially, yes, but I don't think in terms of, like, culture or anything, then... But That's you, not true. What do you mean? What do you think? I'm not open-minded about culture. What does that mean? Just because I don't like metal music, that's what we're talking about here. It doesn't mean I'm not open-minded about culture. You're the one that went to a burlesque, a boylesque show and called it a stripper's club. You said it was porn because it was porn. It was just No, it's not. It's, it's, it's not porn. It is. It's, it's just, not. It's literally it's, not. It's burlesque. It's completely different. It was soft porn. I'm probably quite closed-minded in a lot of respects. Am I closed-minded about jazz? Yes, but I don't go but around... You're not closed-minded if you don't like jazz. That's not being closed-minded. Well, I haven't really bothered to open my mind to it. Yeah, so, but it doesn't so... mean you're closed-minded. It just means that you, you're not interested in it. I think you have to open your mind to something to then close your mind if you're going to be closed-minded. Right, okay. I don't know what we're talking about. This is so <laughs> uninteresting at this point. But you would think that I'm an open-minded person, so I was quite upset that no, you didn't think I, I was. So, open- socially and with, with people, yeah, but I constantly like recommend stuff to you and you don't listen or read Well, or I know whatever. what I like. Some people might think that was closed-minded. Okay, I'm listening to what you're saying. I hate these conversations back and forth all the time. Just so, like, f- for example... It's you... like we speak a different language at times, don't you think? Why? I don't know, but it's not. It's more than just being a gay and a non-gay. <laughs> it's like you're an alien to me and right. vice versa. Like, we speak a different language. The crux of this conversation is I'm not, I won't be going down on Dan in today's episode. It's very close-minded. <laughs> <laughs> a gay and a non-gay. What's going on in your world, Dan? I had to deal with this dead cat that oh, arrived in my garden. God. That's so sad. That a cat died in your garden. I don't know if it entered the garden alive and left it dead. Well, it didn't leave it, did it? Yes, it did. It's anyway, not still there. Uh, this is quite upsetting to talk about a dead cat. It's like... Well, I'm just saying that's what that's what was going on. Right. Did you say a few words for it? No, I didn't, no. Oh, Dan. Well, I think you should. At the time it happened, I did genuinely think that people were feeling sorry for me for quite a while about it. And then I realised, no, they were feeling sorry for the cat. What? 
<laughs> what were people saying? Oh, sorry, and all this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, well, uh, of course. Why would they feel sorry for you? Well, because I've got a dead cat to deal with. Oh, my God. It was so I annoying. don't know if you've ever actually... Why is that annoying? I don't know if you've ever actually to deal with it. No. But it, I don't want to think about it either, because I love, well, it, I love animals. It is sad that the cat was alive and is dead, but then I have the additional problem of having to deal with it. Did you find out whose cat it was? Yeah, the owner ended up coming round. Oh. Um, anyway, he did the admin and, and dealt with it. Right. What was its name? I don't know. You didn't find out its name? How was I supposed to find out its name? The whole. Did you bury it? I don't know what he did with it. Oh, he took it? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't going to touch it. Why? Because I'm not going to touch a dead anything. You're not going to touch a dead anything? No. Um, so wait. Don't I... start saying about sausages or whatever. What? <laughs> a gay and a non-gay. I went to, I guess, what was my first fully gay wedding what was the gay wedding before well it's my friend andy andy's bisexual no he's gay so why well, was... i actually I actually don't know so why was that yeah. not a gay wedding there was nothing stereotypically gay about it at all other than the fact that there were two men getting married what was the difference between that and this well, gay this wedding it wasn't very heteronormative. in what sense well it was just very extravagant very over the top no expense spared wow did elton john perform it felt like that was the kind of thing that could just happen, yeah? <laughs> like at any given <laughs> Did point. Did Joan Collins rock up? No. What happened? We were just in this very high-end, it's all been paid for as well, place with just a hell of a lot of like insanely expensive food, insanely expensive alcohol and no, wine. No, this sounds that gay. Is it not? No, it just sounds like a wedding. Right. What was the gay bit? The music, the outfits, the uh, ceremony, the speech, like what? That's a good question. Because to me, that is quite, I don't know, is that not quite gay? No. Why? Loads of people pay for everything at weddings. No, but they don't pay for everyone to stay there and all of that. Some people do, so that's not gay. I don't know any straight people that would be like, we're paying for everybody to come to this wedding. I don't know many gay people that would be like, we're paying for everybody to come to this wedding. Right. So, so what, it's just... It's just partic- so what was gay about it? Uh, again, again, I thought that was. So... Maybe wait, none of it was it, it colourful. If that like, wasn't gay, were then the flowers I'd... pink or rainbow coloured? I don't get involved in flowers and things like that. So did the, did the did... priest say anything? It wasn't a priest, but the, the... right? Did they walk down the aisle to share? Whitney Houston. No way. Yeah. Okay, that's gay. Which one? It was actually amazing. It was a woman and a guy on an acoustic guitar, and they're just playing generic stuff. But then they started playing "I Want to Dance with Somebody," and then the groom and the groom came out, and amazing. that was actually amazing. That was actually objectively amazing. That sounds very love, actually. Because quite often at straight weddings, it is like an Ed Sheeran or something. And you yeah, wanna, oh God, yeah. And you want to jump out the out the window. It's just the same. They're all the same to me. Whereas that was like a particularly unique touch. And also... You got bummed. <laughs> no. <laughs> like obviously all the music was very gay. I right. actually was DJing mm-hmm. for a little bit. You were? Yeah, yeah. What yeah. were you playing? Just all the bangers. All oh the... my God. I would never have you DJ at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> why not because you drop something that you thought was really funny and i'd be like oh my god like so what embarrassing. i don't know like YMCA. Linkin park or something no i, I actually oh. did you I, play i YMCA? wouldn't do that and it really it, oh god I, that's a real bugbear of mine what that is... people think that i can't be trusted to dj without playing metal it really, like i really hate i mean that. that's interesting maybe you why? should maybe you should stop going on about metal so much and people wouldn't be worried about that you have to give it it's due don't i so I've, on the one hand i've got to fight that battle but on the other hand it's backfiring on me because people think that i can't literally can't be trusted without playing i don't think that's true you and play... i'll not craft in a, a, a wedding we've played manchester pride or whatever like i don't think it's true that people are afraid of you playing metal although they well, do joke about they did joke about it a couple of times didn't they exactly 
And I don't think, I'm not I, completely sure they're joking. I think they're testing the waters to see if I'm, <laughs> and there are people that will do that and right. will play Lamb of God or whatever. Yeah. But I, I'm a very good. So what did you play then? I played Cher, Walking in Memphis. That went off. I played Tina Turner, The Best, which actually was referenced in the wedding earlier. Someone did a reading of Tina Turner, the no, best. they didn't. Yeah, they did. <laughs> that, I guess so that's gay. Gay. That's so gay. And I, I genuinely... That is so funny. That was amazing as well. I was probably quite close to tears, actually, during the reading of the best by, by, by <laughs> Tina Turner. Because it is actually... It actually has a lot more going for it lyrically than you might think yeah. when it's being said out loud. I can believe that. I've always liked Tina Turner, by the way, side note, and I've, particularly that song. And I actually always drop it at weddings anyway. So at a gay wedding, it was like, yes, here we go. I'm jealous I wasn't there. You'd have had a word over time. What should we talk about, Dan? Should we talk about the gay footballer, Dave Chappelle, or something else? (laughs) I don't know. Should we spin the wheel? I just feel very stressed at the minute and... It's really annoying and what? Well, the gay footballer is not a stress, surely. No, it is actually. It is a bit. I'm a bit glass half full with it because I'm like, wow, only one person is a gay footballer. And also Josh Cavallo, who came out, has said like, this shouldn't be news because of course there's gay footballers. There are gay people in all walks of life. Yeah. It's just that it's seen as quite a heteronormative, like masculine sport where it's not safe to come out. Yeah. And so that's why none of them have come out. But Josh is the first and it's amazing. So I'm definitely now a football fan. I'll be getting myself an Adelaide shirt. He's the first in a, in the top flight of f- football. Uh, is he? Yeah. What does that mean? So he's in the Australian equivalent of the Premier League. Right. There are gay footballers in various... Oh, I know there's like pub teams and stuff. And like, yeah, I'm sure but... a friend of mine is in like a Clapham football team that's gay. <laughs> No, it's professional top tier. That's right. That's the distinction. That's amazing. Though. So there are, from what I gather, tell me if I'm wrong, and I'm sure I'll get inundated. I, there are, from what I gather, gay footballers in League One and Two and, and whatnot. But it's we're talking like Premier League. Why do you, side note, why do you keep saying and whatnot all the time? It's like the kind of thing my dad or, or a vicar would say or something. And what not? So I think your dad or a vicar would say. <laughs> it's just an old person. It's like, and what not? Uh, vicars all old. Yeah, are they not? I don't think that's true at all. There's a lot of young vicars, actually. Uh, any, anyway. Anyway, anyway, it's amazing. It's huge. I'm so happy that we now have a gay footballer to look up to. Yeah. And that there are children who are gay and don't necessarily feel like they fit in because they love football that can now have someone that they relate to. Yeah. I think it's just so important. And it's crazy that... It's taken until now to get to this point. Yeah. It's also really beautiful that Josh said he'd been waiting, like he'd been dealing with his sexuality for like six years. And now he can sort of put this whole thing to bed almost. Yeah. Growing up, I always felt the need to hide myself, you know, because I was ashamed and ashamed I'll never be able to do what I love and be gay. You know, hiding who I truly am to pursue a dream I always wished for as a kid. All I want to do is play football and be treated equally. I'm tired trying to perform at the best of your ability and to live this double life. It's exhausting. It's something that I don't want anyone to experience. I'm Josh Cavallo. I'm a footballer and I'm proud to be gay. Louis Theroux had a, had a footballer from Birmingham on his podcast and that footballer said that he didn't think there'd be a problem if 
any English football player came out as gay, but I don't know if I agree with that. You're saying that you don't really understand why these gay players aren't coming out. Is that right? Yeah. Your sense is that they would not be bullied if they came out or wouldn't be? I could only talk on if someone was to come out in a Watford dressing room with me as the captain. If I turned around, one of my players turned around and said, lads, just want to let you know I'm gay. I would genuinely tell you for about a week, there would be a bit of a, you know, like a questioning. Can we shower together? Or do you look at me when I'm... Do you know, like, there'd be genuine questions, which I, I think people will probably listen to this and go, oh, well, that's probably why they don't come out. But genuinely, people would have questions, be inquisitive and to know how they would want to be treated, vice versa. And then by week two, no one would care. Uh, so that's Troy Feeney. I guess he's saying it would be all right in the changing room. He's not necessarily saying it would be you know, all fine and dandy on the pitch uh, and in the stands. Yeah, but that's not a comfortable position to be in, to have a bunch of 11 straight guys ask you if you're looking at them in the changing room. Troy's not exactly making it a safe space there. Well, it'd be 10 straight guys, wouldn't it? Rio Ferdinand came out saying that, not came out, he's not gay. He came out saying that he'd spoken to a gay male player who'd wanted to come out, but was advised against it by a lawyer. An actual lawyer said, I don't think you should come out. To a gay footballer. On what legal grounds? I think basically the lawyer had advised him that based on his experience, he didn't think that the player was strong enough mentally to have to deal with that moment in the spotlight. So that's not legal advice though, is it? I mean, it's still a lawyer, isn't it? So yeah, I, but... I suspect anything a lawyer says is technically legal <laughs> advice, isn't it? Is it? The thing is, though, it's easy for Rio Ferdinand to sit there and suggest that this player should come out, isn't it? Because he's well, yeah, not gay, he doesn't have to deal with it. Yeah. He is black, though, and there's a lot of racism in football. So I guess in a way we're sort of on the same page, that they're on the same page in that sense. Playing for the same team. Way! It's interesting how when some news that's quite positive, like the gay footballer comes out, this isn't the first time that y- your reaction to some extent has been annoyance about it rather than... Yeah, I mean, is that bad? I mean, yeah, hold on. I'm honestly like I'm so happy this is great because as someone that grew up with football their whole life my dad's obsessed with football he used to take me to Charlton Athletic every Saturday every other Saturday sorry because they play away don't they he took me to the valley to see them and I'd sit there with all these men screaming and hugging each other and I couldn't really understand it because I was like 12 I was like why are they all kissing each other I don't get it this is gay but it isn't gay and honestly the best bit of going to that football match was eating a pork pie (laughs) or getting chips at halftime yeah but it's kind of cool now that there is a gay footballer that's out and proud. I imagine, I haven't spoken to my dad, but I bet he would love that. Yeah. I bet he'd be really happy about it. Let me send him a voice note. Dad, love you. I was just wondering, what did you think about the footballer in Australia, Josh Cavallo, that just came out as gay? Oh, good on Josh for coming out. The most important thing now for all the fans is that he feels more relaxed and he can play well for his team. That's what football supporters want. People being happy, but playing really well for their team. And may I say, well done, Josh, for coming out. By the way, I just want to clarify, that is my dad and not my daddy. Um, I think if and when a footballer in the UK comes out, I would really hope that the reaction in the stand would be euphoric and celebratory. Because there are idiots, right? But we know there aren't that many idiots. Or at least I hope there aren't. It's just a couple with loud voices, isn't it? It's never the majority. Like, the majority of people in this country believe in gay marriage and support gay rights. It's just a really visceral, vile minority of people that have got it so wrong that make their voices louder 
I think going back to your point though, it just it's a reminder, isn't it, of how far and I'm quoting George M. Johnson here, but it's a reminder of how long it's taken rather than being like happy about the fact that this has happened i'm annoyed at how long it's taking for this stuff to happen and i think that's why it throws you off because you're like why are you not celebrating but it's like well what is there to celebrate one person came out great that is brilliant but think of all the other people that are really struggling with that and there must be so many footballers now that are looking at that going wow i wish i could do this but i can't and that's heartbreaking I want to inspire and show people that it's okay to be yourself and play football. It's okay to be gay and to play football. You know, I want to show all the other people that are struggling and that are scared, you know, whoever it may be, that don't act like someone you're not. Be yourself. You were meant to be yourself, not someone else. Thank you for listening to Again and Non-Gay this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, gay or non-gay. Love you. Find us on your socials at Gay Non-Gay. Listen at GayNonGay.com or just search Non-Gay at your fave pod app.